The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I say it every week and I'll say it again. I am so glad you're here. I enjoy our time together and I always look forward to every week when I bring you a new episode of this incredible podcast, this show that has completely taken on a life of its own. Um, I actually have to be honest. It's funny. I was thinking about, all right, I have enough episodes ready. Like season one's going to be packed with probably 20 episodes, which is incredible in my opinion, because I haven't skipped a week. I've been bringing it to you such quality, quality content, such quality people have joined the show. I'm freaking blown away by the guests that the universe has bestowed upon this show and giving you as well. Um, but that being said, I was like, I don't know, can I maintain this? Am I going to have a season two? And I just want to let you know that the universe is basically saying, yes, I've been literally getting DMS messages from authors and mediums and just really incredible spiritual hero, spiritual healers from around the globe who want to come on the show and teach you more starting next year in the fall. So it looks like you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but it looks like next year we have some, some more guests coming on the show for you. I also, when I talked with Felicia Bender, who's a numerologist, she wants to come back on. She wants to help guide you even more along your path with your numerology. And, um, yeah, by the way, Kyle Gray, if you're listening, I want you on the show too. And John Hillstead, who was a guest this, this season, if you're listening, John, can you tell Kyle that it's his turn next? <laughs> Just put it out there. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm really excited about, um, this first season. And I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, today's episode special. And you know, it was a little bit of false advertising when I invited Brittany cross in on the show, I pitched it to her. I said, you know what, this is going to be called full house and manifesting with Brittany cross in. And she was totally all about it and on board. And then I was like, I don't know, like maybe that's going to confuse people. Not really sure. So I switched the title to inspired action and manifesting with Brittany Crossan. And let me explain the whole thing here. Brittany is, in my opinion, the exemplar of what it means to take inspired action. Now, when we talk about manifesting, I really love to share with you feng shui tips on how to set your intention and then trust the energy to work on your behalf and watch miracles unfold. 
Now, surrendering and patience, people hate those words and they don't really like them very much. And I get it. But this is where inspired action comes in. When you are waiting for the universe to respond to your dreams and and your intentions while you're waiting, it's important to look out for signs and then take inspired action. So if you ask the universe for a sign to write an email and you get that sign, then take that inspired action to write the email. This is kind of how you co-create with the universe. You can set your intention with feng shui and you can sit back for sure. You don't want to try to micromanage and control how everything happens or when it happens. But the way the universe works is that you're going to get little signs to talk to someone in particular or write an email text somebody, blog something, post something, do a story on Instagram, whatever that guided action is, you better believe the universe needs you to meet them halfway. So you got to follow. So this is what I mean by Brittany's the queen of this. She doesn't know I'm going to say this, but she is a Virgo and she is very, Virgos are very practical, right? And they're really like, they're task oriented And so she's like really, really good at, she's one of the hardest working people I know. And I probably should like introduce you. Like you're like, okay, who's this Brittany? Brittany is my social media marketing coach. And she's also an actress. She was an actress growing up and I'm not going to tell her whole story because she shares it on the show really well. And she just like many of us, possibly you even grew up loving full house. She saw herself being on a sitcom like Full House as a childhood star. And that was like seriously placed on her heart from a very young age. She turned 40 a couple years ago. So, you know, not to spoil it, but she didn't end up on a sitcom. What she did end up doing is meeting Bob Saget just recently, um, sadly, of course, before he passed away. But that's an incredible manifesting story that I'm going to let her share with you. And the whole point of this is her life has evolved and she's actually been able to manifest her dreams, but she's the perfect example of how your dreams and desires are placed uniquely on your heart because they were meant for you. And sometimes those dreams, when they do manifest and come to fruition, they actually look different than what you had envisioned. But, you know, like, have you ever heard this? Like whenever you um, set your intention, you should always pray for something, this or something better. It's kind of like that. Like she wanted something in particular to be a childhood star. She was an actress and yet something better actually came into her, came into her destiny. And I say it's better because it's better. Like everything that happened for her has been better for her family. It's been better for her well-being and her personal growth. And honestly, Brittany doesn't know I'm saying this either, but I could see her, you know, living her dream, being on a sitcom at any age. Like she, you know, life's not over after you turn 40, right? We know that it's actually just beginning and there's so much opportunity that lies ahead of her. But now she's a leader. So I'm going to let you know a little bit more about Brittany. And I, I'll just cut to the interview because talking to her really inspired me. And it kind of was like, got me 
she gets me in practical mode. She gets me in like, okay, like I've got these big dreams and desires, but you have to take the action and you got to go for it and you got to do the thing. And she's really motivational when it comes to doing the thing. And as much as I resist social media, you wouldn't probably guess that from like, I have like hundreds of reels that I've done over the past two years, but it's honestly not my favorite thing to do reels. <laughs> I tell my friends that I'm like, you guys, like, I know it looks like I'm like really excited about this. I'm like, but you know, Brittany, who's my social media coach, like she keeps me going. I'm in her small biz social society as well, which is like a group of entrepreneurs. And we talk about not only our dreams, but like how we're showing up on social media, because in now, now in today's day and age, whether you're a dentist, a lawyer, a doctor, a real estate agent, a coach or a teacher, social media is extremely profound. And it could either, it can literally be the difference of you getting that client or not. If you're like, depending on your social media presence and how you're showing up, right? Like it's, it's extremely powerful. It's exactly how Brittany met Bob Saget. And when I say like met Bob Saget, like listen to the story, like she didn't just like pass him on the streets. Like you are going to get just like be blown away by how this whole thing unfolded. It was like, she's like friends with Bob Saget's wife, right? Like, come on. Like it's, it's incredible. And shout out to Kelly Rizzo, who is, you know, Chicago native, just like I am. And, um, just anyway, I really like her too. And my heart goes out to her as well. So, um, let me tell you about Brittany and then you can listen for yourself to her inspiring story. And this, this episode is for anyone who, who feels frustrated that their dreams haven't manifested the way they want. This is this episode's for anyone who's feeling impatient. And this episode is also for anyone who is struggling, like who needs to know, like the practical next right step to take in order to fulfill their dreams. I think you're going to listen to this episode. You're going to listen to Brittany talk and you're just going to get inspired and you're going to really, it's going to all become really clear to you. And that's why I love sharing. I always share an email every Sunday with a reminder about the episode of the week. And I feel like Sundays are like the best podcast days because you can listen while you're folding laundry and just get inspired. So I really hope that that, I mean, not trying to say you have to listen on Sundays, but that's when we, it's a very yang day. You could be really receptive to new ideas. So I hope you're listening to this in the perfect timing that really inspires you. That's all I got to say. Okay. So about Brittany. Brittany Crossan is a social media thought leader that encourages business owners and creators to use their existing skills, talents, and knowledge to create exciting content that will make a positive impact on their audiences. She is the host and executive producer of Top Global Marketing Podcast, the Social, Sun- the social Sunshine Podcast, owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency based in Houston, Texas, and the founder of Small Biz Social Society, a membership that helps ambitious entrepreneurs stand out on social media. A performer since childhood with a total of 35 plus years experience on stage and screen, Brittany naturally fell in love with social media back in the MySpace days because it felt like one big stage. Not only does she prioritize spreading joy to her audience through her dancing and comedy videos, but she's also passionate about using social media for good. 
Brittany openly shares about her own mental health struggles and encourages others that want to make a change in the world to also tell their stories. With over 11 million views and counting, she's positively impacting lives all over the world through her videos. And yes, for visual reference, you have to go on Instagram or if you're on TikTok, you can find her there too. She, of course, she's on all the platforms, but I'm just saying, if you want to see the, the best dance moves in the world on her treadmill, go to, go to Brittany Crossin, one T B R I T N E and look her up. She, you'll see her dancing on her treadmill, dancing on her Peloton. In fact, I first found Brittany because she had a viral reel when she was on the Peloton bike lip syncing to Lizzo. And it was like the funniest thing I had ever seen. And I just started following her and one thing led to another. And now she is a mentor and friend to me. So super fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I welcome you to leave an honest review because this show is here to serve you. And so it really helps when I hear your feedback. Thanks again and enjoy this episode. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. I always love hanging out with you in any way we can. I know you guys, I was just telling Brittany that this is so weird that I'm interviewing her because Brittany has an amazing podcast that she has hundreds of episodes for. She is like the podcasting host. She's the social media queen. And so for me to actually be interviewing her, is just kind of weird right now. I feel like you should be interviewing me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I told you, I like this. I like, I mean, this is amazing to actually get to like turn the tables and be the guest. I always get so excited to be a podcast guest. I know. And everyone, so I introduced Brittany already, but here's the thing that I really want to make a connection for everyone. Everyone's always kind of like, wait, this is feng shui with Christina Hollinger. How is this going to connect with, you know, the whole vibe about manifesting and things like that. And I was just telling Brittany before we started recording that, like, I'm really excited to speak with her today because she truly inspires me with the inspired action that she takes. So I don't want to like botch it up too much. I really want Brittany to be able to like share her story and she's have plenty of stories to share, but I always say to you, dear listener, I say to you, I want you to leave the show feeling empowered, feeling inspired more so than you were before you press play. And I just feel like our conversation today, Brittany, I'm really excited. It's kind of selfishly. Like I wanted to hear some of your stories today because you light me up. You inspire me. You're one of the hardest working people I know. And, you know, we talked about this before recording, like manifestation is great. Like you can set your intention, write your intention, get aligned, do the meditations. But at the end of the day, if you don't take action and meet the universe halfway, then nothing actually happens. So you are the queen of inspired action in my book. (laughs) So I just want to hear a little bit about like, could you just, you know, I already introduced like, you know, your resume per se, but I want to hear like your story. Like what, what brought you to where you are right now in this moment? Can you tell me a little bit about your background? You want me to talk about me, a a former actor? Oh no, don't make me talk about me. Um, Thank you so much for your kind words. I adore you. You know that. Um, And I'm, I'm really happy to be here actually. And I, I'm thankful that you asked me, like you said, even though technically your biggest focus on the show is feng shui, but I do agree that all of this has really worked together. And actually you bringing feng shui into my life 
has really worked with the whole machine as well, honestly. So it's all really connected. But as far as my story that people that are listening would, would um, connect to, because likely you've seen me um, dancing on social media, possibly on a, on a treadmill or a spin bike or maybe the ground every once in a while. Um, that all started, I guess, really back whenever I was a little bitty kid, I was three years old. My mom put me in dance class, which is like very typical, right? So many of our parents do that, put us in these dance classes and we wear the tutus and do all the cute little things. And, um, and I'm sure much to my mom's, um, excitement. I actually loved it. Cause I, <laughs> I don't think that my daughter loves it as much as I did. Um, and I did, I loved it. I loved dancing. Like I just, it was meant to be. And I did the typical stuff you do like small town, Texas. So it was like the dance classes. Um, that's all you could really do. There's not really too many opportunities, um, in Lake Jackson, Texas, but I did the dance classes. And then of course, in school, the talent shows, and, um, I even did a couple of beauty pageants. Okay. Like, love it. <laughs> if you don't, you can't see me right now, but I'm like putting on my crown and I won. Thank you. But I was only 12. Ah. Um, <laughs> no, but they, they had, to, they had a talent portion, right? So it's performing it, it's small town. So I just was getting in wherever I could. And I thought, well, I can be on a stage. That's cool. I get to do a dance for my talent portion. It all made sense. So my whole childhood teen years, I was a, teen, a cheerleader. It all was full of performing. And that's all I ever that's all I ever envisioned for my life. Like literally, I never even thought about being a mom. I never thought about being a wife. I like those thoughts just weren't even a part of my world because I was just focused on being a performer and helping people smile, laugh, cry, think, feel all the things that a performer wants to, to do for their audience. And that's, I couldn't even imagine my life doing anything else at all. And so skip forward to young adulthood. I'm still doing I'm still doing the thing with performing the best I can here in Texas. Of course, I had intended to move to Hollywood. I really originally was inspired by Full House because, you know, (laughs) I'm obsessed with Full House and Fuller House. Candace, call me, girl. But the thing is, is that I was able to relate. I saw these young girls on Full House, the same age range as me probably at the time, right? And I realized I was old enough to understand, oh, these are actors. Wait a minute hang on. (laughs) These girls are getting to do this as kids, as like a job in their life. I, it all just kind of dawned on me that this was a possibility and that's all I ever wanted to do is be on a sitcom. Well, you fast forward to, um, young adulthood and I did not, I did not ever move. I did not ever leave Texas to do that, you know, life. I mean, I don't know all the things. Uh, are you going to go to college or not? Are you going to um, keep dating Ryan? Are you going to dump him so you can go to Los Angeles? Like they're all the all the things that you go through <laughs> to try to make these big life decisions when you're so young. And I just spoiler this, alert: you married Ryan. Yes, so. <laughs> so, spoiler: I didn't dump him. He won. L.A. lost. Um, <laughs> but um, but you know, so you're. It's interesting. I'm sure a lot of people listening will relate to this. Is that if you are someone like me and you had this specific dream from very early on in your life, your childhood, like I literally had to sit down with my dad at 11 years old at a burger joint and told him I want to be on television. Like this was like matter of fact happening. And if you had that similar experience, you understand that it just doesn't always end up the way you thought because you can't control the path all the time. So I stayed in Texas. I've done, I did work here. I did 
some film and some television, just little small projects that would come through here. A lot of theater, a lot of musical theater and, um, <laughs> and loved it so much, but I never went for the big dog thing. I never, you know, and I lived with that all this time. And I, I thought, wow, you missed, you missed it. You know, as I got a little older, a little older, a little older, you missed your chance. Like that's for young people. <laughs> you have to be 22 if you want to go to Hollywood. And, um, and fast forward to just a few years back, really, whenever, whenever I started the, you know, fun, love media, I started social media business because I fell in love with social media. I mean, what performer, well, maybe there's some, but I feel like what performer doesn't like social media. It's one big ass stage. Like right. <laughs> it's amazing. And that's what I thought way back in the MySpace days. I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me. <laughs> that I can put these things on the internet and anybody could see it. This is fantastic. And I had this love affair with social media ever since 2003. And it turned into a business, long story short. Um, my business owner friends started asking me for help because they saw I was on social media so much. Like, oh God, I hate social media. Will you just do mine? I'll pay you. And I was going, what? Wait, how is this falling in my lap? This is the weirdest thing. Because I always thought people were so full of crap when they said, oh, it just kind of happened. <laughs> Right. I'm like, really? <laughs> just sort of manifested itself like a job, a, a business just kind of fell into your lap that was just perfectly aligned with, with exactly. what you wanted to do and what you were good at. Totally. And, and I just, I couldn't even believe it was even a thing, but I was like, whatever. Okay. Cause as a performer, you're used to so much rejection. I mean, you have to audition for things. You have to try out for things and, and you're told no, most of the time, you're not going to get all the things you're going to get, you know, only a few of the things. So I was just used to this life of rejection, <laughs> as pitiful as that sounds. And to think that someone just wanted to hand me a little bit of money to manage their social media blew my mind. So <clears throat> I went with it and I, I, you know, it, it, it flourished into a business. I got a few clients, um, but I was always the primary, you know, childcare person in our family. Ryan's job always had him like working away for weeks at a time or months at a time or leaving super crazy early in the morning and you know, whatever. So I'm the main person to take care of the kiddos all that time. So I only could take on so much work. And I know that is very relatable to probably a lot of people listening right now. And, um, and, but I enjoyed it and I did the social media work and I thought, you know, this is kind of a version of what I plan to do. Right. I mean, especially whenever I started having videos go viral and stuff and me dancing on a treadmill, first of all, weird and random. I don't even understand. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> That's gotta be a God thing. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> you would have never thought of that when you were a little girl watching full house, thinking about how you want to be on the show and then being like, well, you know, maybe I'll just go viral one day and have millions of people watch me dance and dance on a treadmill and a Peloton. Like, no, like never, ever, ever. But I'm telling you not a sponsored ad, but Peloton, you can call me anytime. The treadmill is what did it really because of the way it's, it, we won't go into it, but because of the way it's made. And it's like, it's got this rubberized stuff that when you step on it, I felt when I got it delivered in January, 2020, I was like, this feels good. This is way better than a regular treadmill. Oh my gosh. And anybody that is like me, like you might get on a treadmill and kind of like bop along to the music, you know, kind of jamming a little, might do a little bit of a groove. And I don't know, the pandemic started and things were wild and crazy. And I was like, okay, Brittany, it's, it's your time, girl. It's time to make some people smile, do what you can do, like use your talents. Right. And I just started sharing these videos on the treadmill. And it was like, 
you know, they started to kind of explode. It was the weirdest thing ever, but, but, you know, that helped me realize like I could accomplish those goals and those childhood dreams in a different way. I think that that's something that a lot of people, because I went through it probably go through where like, if it didn't happen exactly the way you planned, then crap, it's just all crap. It's just all gone to hell. And that's not actually the case. Like the path can change. You can still get to a similar destination, even if the path changes, you know, and that's what happened to me. I would, like I said, I would have never guessed that would have happened, but Hey, instead of millions of people watching me on a sitcom, like full house, well, millions of people watched me dance on my treadmill in my house. I don't know. Um, and, um, in just the past, what are we in March of 2022 recording this just the past two years have just been absolutely incredible. And I, I see, I'm like, I get at a loss for words with all of the, um, with all of the stuff that's happened with me on social media, but you know, Ryan lost his job, you know, this story, um, in like August of 2020, just like a lot of people lost their jobs in 2020. And as I mentioned before, I had been the primary childcare person in our family. And that's why my job was part-time. And, um, and when that happened, I'll never forget because he had been kind of unhappy in that world. It's a corporate construction type world for a long time. And I'll never forget whenever he called me and he told me um, that he lost his job. He was kind of suspecting, because like I said, that was happening with a lot of people that year. And um, he said, so what do you think? Like, do I go out tomorrow and go try to find another construction job or is this our chance? And I was like, this is our chance this is our chance. And it gives me the chills because I, even then I didn't know like what was to come, you know? So we swapped places and it was like, all right, Brittany, you better hustle your ass off because now you have to replace his income and you only have so long to do it. So let's go for it. And that's what we did. We were a good team. We swapped places. He started to do like how I was doing part-time work, but more childcare stuff. And I, switch to full-time work and less childcare stuff, basically. Right. You are. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. No, I mean, but like you are the perfect example. I, I, I have so much to unpack with you about what you do. I know. Said. I'm like, oh my gosh. As I'm talking, I'm like, this is a long ass story. Sorry. But anyway. It's perfect though, because we talk about it all the time on the show about how, and I talk about it with my you know, feng shui private group members. And I just, I talk about it with my clients about how, you know, when you set your intention and try to manifest some of your biggest dreams, the easy part setting your intention. And the hard part is letting go and trusting in creative solutions. And like what you absolutely just described there is like, you had this dream you know, to perform, to bring laughter and joy and invoke, invoke emotions as an actress for millions of people. And 
you actually did end up doing that. It just didn't look exactly how in your mind you thought it, it needed to look. And so much has changed. Like if you were to talk to Brittany pre pandemic, like we're going to get into this, like this is a perfect segue, you know, to talk about, well, two things, really, there's two things we need to talk about. You said that you're so much has happened in the past two years since this, like I need to like, let everyone know who's listening. Like I literally met Brittany because of one of her viral reels when she was on a spin bike singing to a Lizzo song. And it's just so funny because like, I loved it. And then I got like obsessed with like her, it it was in the middle of the pandemic. We were all like in like this crazy state of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen. And you brought so much joy, right? You did. You just brought joy to the internet. And I just started following you right away. It was easy follow. It was easy to, to, to like you and everything. And since then we've been working together and things like that, which is incredible. And you really enhanced my life in so many different ways. Um, but you know, you say this all the time. Like if you don't like social media, you're doing it wrong. And That really is like interesting to me because I resisted a lot and anyone who's listening, it doesn't matter what your business is, whatever you do, you have a personal brand and the way of the world now is like, you do need to show up and be visible in this world, sort of like to survive and compete with everybody in the, you know, like it's just the way of business now, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, like anyone can be part of this social media world and showing up, but I digress because we could definitely go off on a tangent with that. What I wanted to ask you is, could you tell the story about how, I don't don't know, like how one of your childhood dreams of meeting one of the full house stars unfolded and thanks to social media and thanks to essentially the work that you've been doing and how you've put yourself out there. Yeah. I love this story. So, and it's, and it's proof, like what I said early on that things are all connected you know, and you can start to see that as they unfold, like I did in this situation. So yeah, so of course, Full House uh, fan for life um, from from the get go when I was a kiddo it was a big deal to me. Like I said, it represented um, what was possible for for me specifically. And uh, and you know when the reboot came out on Netflix, I was watching my girl Candace um, on that one as well. So being um, a huge fan of all that and it having that special meaning for me in my life and my childhood. Um, (laughs) you can imagine how shocked I was when I was on the clubhouse app. Um, one day, Oh, when was this? This Maybe a year and a half ago. It's like, uh, early 2021. And, um, and I'm, met, you know, you meet people on social media, you just do. And, it, or if you're smart, you do, by the way, uh, insider tip, please meet interesting people on social media. You never know how it's going to positively affect your life. And there's this one gal and I thought she was cool. And I looked at her, um, information and I thought, Ooh, cool. Like she likes to travel. She likes food. This is awesome. She's such a cool chick and, um, connect with her and all that jazz. Well, long story short, basically <clears throat> ends up that that's actually Bob Saget's wife, Kelly. And I was like, what world am I living in right now that I'm just exchanging messages with this girl and she happens to be married to like, you know, I mean, like now that you guys have all heard the story and how much full house meant, it was just like, what is even happening? I didn't even know her. I didn't even seek her out. You know, it just, anyway, another thing plopping in my lap. Right. And so when I realized that Kelly was Bob's wife, after we had connected on Instagram and clubhouse and had a little chat, I was like, I asked Ryan, 
I think I need to like, should I, I should say something, right? Like I can't just pretend like, like I'm not noticing that she's married to Bob Sackett. Like, I, I mean, like this is, you know, it's going to get awkward if I don't say something. So, and it might get awkward if I do. So I, <laughs> I don't know exactly what I said. I don't remember, but I messaged her and just, I did make it clear. So she knew ahead of time up front that I'm very huge full house fan and so on and so forth, you know, and she was very sweet about it. It was great. She even had moments where she would have Bob tell me hi. Like it was, you know, oh my gosh, Brittany. (laughs) And I was like, this is insane. This is why I keep telling you people to get on social media. Magic stuff happens all the time. And so, um, so yeah, so just, you know, got to be friendly with, with her. She's really, honestly, a really, really, really good person. Both of them just really good people, which is such a nice, pleasant surprise, right? Cause you just don't ever know you meet people. You don't know how they're going to be. And she's just really wonderful and smart, beautiful, and very kind. And, um, she, I, I noticed that Bob was coming to, um, Houston <clears throat> that summer here where I live, um, to do some stand up, and he hadn't in a while because of the pandemic. So it was very exciting. And, um, so I messaged her and I said, I don't suppose you're going to be um, with Bob when he comes to Houston. Cause I don't know. I don't know how often she went on tour with him or not or whatever. And, um, she's like, actually I am what <laughs> she said, no, I really am. I'm going to Houston with him. I'm going to be with him there in San Antonio. And there were like a couple of cities and, um, she's like, y'all should come. Yeah. I'll get you tickets. It's all good. Like, and I was just like, again, what is happening in my life right now? I don't even understand. And we went and, um, she's so lovely. She came out and sat by me for the whole set, um, which was really interesting because to see a a comics spouse, like their reactions to the jokes, right. It gave a whole other twist to it. And then she took us um, backstage to meet him afterward, um, where I tried to act as cool as I possibly could. Um, (laughs) I don't, I don't do, I don't like fan out crazy over a whole lot of people. I don't, I don't know. And I think that also comes with age as you get older, you just realize people are just people. Um, but in this case, I was like, pretty, like I'm a heart, like my heart was beating really fast. My hands were getting sweaty. I was very nervous. And, um, he was absolutely lovely. Ryan brought him a gift because he knows he knew that, um, Bob shared a love of cigars like Ryan does. So he went to like his favorite local place, Ryan, my husband and got Bob a couple of cigars from, from there. So he had like a local flavor type of thing. And you would have thought Ryan handed him a block of gold. He actually said he put his hand on his like chest kind of, and he was like, that is so sweet thank you so much. Like he, it was was like these two grown men, you know, bonding, having a moment. They were, they were definitely, they were, it was so precious and they were so nice. And I, I thought before you leave this room, because, you know, we were, didn't have a whole lot of time. He had somebody else waiting to meet him outside and and we took a picture and it was all very fun. But I was like, before you leave this room, say something good to him, Brittany, damn it. What the hell? Say something good. This is your chance. (laughs) I know. And I don't even know exactly my words, but I do know that I looked him in the eye and as, as we were departing and shook his hand and I said, this really meant a lot to me. And he is all going to make me cry. And, um, and he was like, well, then if it does to you, it does to me too. And it was just like, 
Uh, He was was exactly who you hoped he would have been. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, and then whenever I found out that he died, like I was, I was so sad. Like I cried, like it was, it was the weirdest thing. And so, you know, it just proves that you can have connections with human beings and in less than traditional ways, right? Like it happens. And that's why I love to talk with everybody and encourage everybody to be on social media because such beautiful stuff can really come out of it. And because I was on social media is why I met Kelly. And that's, that's how we got to be friendly. And that's why she, you know, she was able to invite us to the show and that's why I was able to meet him. And that's why all of that happened. And it's just, um, it was, I just have felt so sad this whole time since he's been passed away, but, um, I do my best to, you know, celebrate him just as the whole world has, because everybody loves Bob. Yeah, they do. And I'm so grateful that I, I, when I asked Brittany to come on the show, it's like, could you share your Bob Saget story? And I'm telling you, the reason is because I just feel like everyone has everyone's story just really fascinates me so much. And this was just such a special moment that really captures who Bob was. Right. And we all are mourning the loss of Bob Saget. I mean, I also grew up, I was probably more like Stephanie Tanner's age when I was watching full house, but that was like part of our tradition. We had a babysitter growing up and we would watch wheel, uh, wheel fortune. Then we would watch full house. And then we knew it was time for bed after that. And we had our snack and went to bed and it was like, that was our routine. And I, you know, it wasn't necessarily that traditional family in a sense, because, you know, they had lost their mother, but it was like for so many kids growing up in that era, it was like, just like this really, it was like this comfort blanket, I guess you could say when you just like watch the show And so many of us in that generation just grew up, you know, with Bob Saget as like the, the father figure and that, uh, that the role model of a father figure. Right. And so I think we all were very touched by that, by his passing and the fact that you were able to essentially go full circle and meet him in your lifetime. And in his lifetime was just such a divine intervention because, you know, sadly that opportunity is not there anymore. And it's just like, thank God it happened when it did. And, you know, I wanted more people to hear this story because I just feel like, you know, I feel like people who listen to the show, it's like, it's because you have a dream and it's like, you could play small. You could, it, it might be a little bit easier, I guess, you know, not to go for the dreams, but I think at the same time, it's like, look what happens when you do take some inspired action and you put yourself out there. It's just right. like, whoa. Right. <laughs> you're, you're totally right. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, I, I don't know for sure. Maybe I'll never know for sure, but I feel like, you know, likely it was a, it was a little sign or a little boost from, from the universe, you know, getting to meet him. It's just a, it's just a a part of, I feel like kind of like the puzzle kind of over time piecing together. And, um, it's just, I almost feel like a little wink from the universe, like, all right, we got you girl. We know, we know that you liked this show. We know you had these dreams of being an actor. We know all this stuff. So here, let, let us just, let us just toss you this little nice, morsel, you know, in your life and have this beautiful little moment. It's just like, um, a part of the whole thing to show what's possible and to show that 
the universe is like kind of listening and you really can um, connect all these dots and make really cool things happen, even if they didn't happen the way you thought they would. Oh, I love that. I'm like, okay, now I'm like thinking about the name of the show. I haven't thought about what the title of the show is going to be yet, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we just keep coming back to that whole, that message of like your true manifestations are going to be for the highest good of all. And they're not going to necessarily be exactly when and how you think they're going to happen, but they're going to happen and they're going to turn out even better than you could imagine. And I, you know, I totally agree. It's like this wink from the universe keep going because like when you experience such a magical manifestation and an experience like that, you're just like, okay, like I got to keep going. I got to keep uh, like, it's just that, like you said, that wink that like you're on the right path, even though it gets difficult and you have to persevere and not every day it's magical moments, like meeting Bob Saget, of course, <laughs> but you, you want every day to be magic like that, but it right. just, you know, well, and I, I want to say, because I know I can feel it. There's somebody out there that really needs to hear this is that people, people probably aren't going to get it in general, but specifically when you start to go down a path and pursue a thing and take intentional action, do it. People aren't going to understand. First of all, they're not in your head, so you can't expect them to. But especially if it's like something a little outlandish, like dancing on a treadmill. And I had to, I mean, really, it's a it's a silly kind of thing, right? Action that I'm taking, the actual dancing on the, the exercise equipment and all these, um, and you know, being silly and having fun and not necessarily acting like very serious very often. But but what I had to do was actually kind of serious behind the scenes is when I started realizing that people reacted well to this and it made me feel good also, which is magic when you can get those two things together, I had to do a mindset check and go, you need to make sure you are not worried about what the hell other people think about you right now. You are a grown ass woman dancing on exercise equipment on social media. And there are probably plenty of people, especially like haters from the hometown, maybe something like that, that think that this is ridiculous, but you have to know that you're following your gut, you know? And so I want to say that because sometimes you just can't explain why you're doing what you're doing. And as long as it's not dangerous or harmful or whatever, right. Then just keep doing it. If you feel that you feel that draw, cause you're feeling it for a reason and it may end up, it may seem weird, right. Right. At the moment, but like, like me, as I start to see things unfolding and they're still unfolding, um, you go, Oh, I'm starting to get it. And just know that it's okay that others don't get it. It's okay. If somebody you love deeply doesn't understand because you can't force them to understand. It's all right. Move on, keep loving them and do your thing. That's a great message because, you know, you're talking to the girl who went on national television to do a feng shui space clearing, which, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm some sure people there's plenty people that are moved. like, oh my God, Christina, really? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, you know what? I knew in my heart, it's what, I, what, I, who knows why we have these callings and why it's so deeply important to us, but you know, you just kind of go with it. And then that's when the magic happens and the exciting things happen. And I've met so many cool people and inspirational people in my life because of that opportunity. So I'm for sure grateful. And I totally get you. So nice. before we go, I want to um, make sure we talk about this because if we don't touch upon this, I feel like 
it's a huge piece of the puzzle that like is going to really make sense for, for listeners right now. You, this is so in alignment with everything you've been saying. Can you tell us about the decision to move from your comfortable, like 4,000 square foot home in the suburbs to moving into the city of Houston? Like unpack that for us. You know, we, you talked a little bit about how Ryan lost his job. You became the ultimate breadwinner. A lot of lots changed since that, that shift happened. Like what's going on? Tell us about it. And, and, and really the intention behind it and how it's going. Okay. Yes. I love this story so much. And that's why I've tried to talk about it often on my social media accounts, because I know that so many people can probably relate to it, but, um, and if you can't, you can't, but so, yeah. So yeah, Ryan lost his job. We did our swap I start growing the business. Um, I'm working more than him. He still has, he still worked and he still does work just a different kind of work, more flexible, family-friendly, all these things. Right. So he's like way better at laundry and dishes than me. I just want to go ahead. If I could get a trophy for him for these things, he deserves it. Cause I suck. <laughs> so yes, life had been different for a little while and, um, it was good, good though, you know, working hard and, in generally positive, but I started to just, again, have this gut feeling that we just didn't belong where we were living. I just, I just, you know, it's hard to explain. I can give you a list of course of things, <clears throat> which I won't, cause maybe, um, it might hurt somebody's feelings at the school or something that my kids went to. So I don't want to do that, but you know, there were, there were reasons and I could just feel it. I always wanted to live in the city. Always imagine, you know, you want to be a big time actor. You're going to live in LA or New York or something like it. So it made sense that I would want to live in the city. Ryan, not so much. Um, I mean, I always say he's a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. If you don't know, like Donnie and Marie, like that's a song. (laughs) And um, he likes wide open spaces and um, me not as much. And so I had these feelings though. And and Houston luckily is the kind of city where it's, um, it's unique and there's opportunity to live in the inner city and still feel, um, not so city-ish if that makes sense. And I knew there's that trees and uh, yes, it, it's, nature. It's, it's beautiful. There's tons of green, um, lots of really cute neighborhoods. It's you, you're not like, you know, living in a high rise is not your only option. You have these other options. And so, and I knew that, so I'm getting these feelings. I had these feelings for a long time, really, but we had to make that first big change with our positions and our family and our careers. Right. So we did that working on that and it just kind of came time. And I just, the this real estate market was, was changing at the time. And it was like really easy for people to sell houses in our, in our neighborhood where we were in the suburbs in a 3,500 square foot spacious one story house with a movie theater on a lot that was on a lake um, in a cul-de-sac, it's beautiful green grass everywhere. It's really picturesque for a family uh, with little kiddos. And I still just knew we weren't meant to be there. I just knew it. And imagine now talking about people thinking you're a little crazy. Imagine explaining that to Ryan, this, you know, outdoorsman hunting, fishing, you know, dude. Um, I really think we should, this is the time we should go ahead and move into the city right now and change our kids from this school and go for it. Yeah. Um, luckily long story short, he agreed because we did the move, <laughs> but <clears throat> when I, unfortunately so many people don't 
make the move, whatever the move is. And I'm just was bound and determined not to be that person. I don't want to look back and think, what if, you know, what if you've done it? You'll know you now, you never know. I would rather, and this is also a mindset thing that I've gotten good at over, over time. I would rather tuck my tail between my legs if it didn't work out and go back to the suburbs, if that's what we needed and deal with the fact that maybe people were judging me or I felt embarrassed about my decision, then just not try at all. Mm-hmm. Just rather, cause, cause really people don't really care what we do anyway. Right. Like, I mean, people are busy with their own lives, so I can't worry about judgment of others. And we moved, we moved from that big, beautiful, only like five-year-old house, crisp, clean, cushy situation to a 1500 square foot, 88 year old, uh, craftsman style house in the heart of Houston, Texas, um, more crowded, less space. You get way less for your money. Um, hence the 1500 square feet. Um, and I absolutely love it. And it's, you know, it's, it just goes to prove that. How do you put this? It goes to prove that just because something looks perfect, quote unquote, perfect, doesn't mean it is. And I recognize like where we used to live is a dream for so many people. You get so much house for your money mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's lovely and it's pretty, but when you feel, and I know you talk about similar things with feng shui, like you need to feel good where you live. If you, I mean, I like, I understand it's somewhat of a, I don't want to use that word. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to be able to do that. I understand that, that there are life situations where you can't just be so picky, but we, over the years worked up, worked up, you know, in our life, worked hard for everything and, and decided that that just wasn't the place for us. And I mean, had to have the kids leave the school, had to have, I mean, all the things it's not easy. And here it was, I remember sitting in that house the last night we were there because we went back to pick up some last minute stuff. And I sat in the middle of that living room and bawled. I just cried. And I was like, what have I done to us? I couldn't believe it. What have I done? Have I made a huge mistake? And thankfully Ryan's like, it's okay. (laughs) Calm down. Um, And, you know, and, and to be, um, and to be kind of surface level, it's like, yeah, you got to, you got to downsize Brittany, you know, this is what you have to do. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that sort of thing in their life. Right. Like make mm-hmm. a sacrifice. Maybe is that, maybe that's the right way to put it to then be able to advance in other ways. Absolutely. So I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. It's, 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 God, it's, it's, I know I'm not doing a good job at articulating it, but it just, I just could feel it. I just felt like it just wasn't the place. And I know so many people, whether it's literally your home or something else, you just, can feel that you're not meant to be in that place, that situation, that job, that whatever. And you know, you really want to make a change, but it is so damn scary. I mean, I literally just made my family move to a place where nobody knew us and it was way more expensive and totally freaking different. And it was just because I wanted to, I mean, no pressure, you know, (laughs) well, Brittany, no, I feel like everything you're saying like you just said it, you're like, it, it doesn't have to even be about moving, but even though someone listening might be thinking about moving, um, it could be about 
you know, leaving the job you're in and dreaming of something else and, or the relationship you're in or whatever it is. I mean, change is never convenient or easy. And when you are able to, I heard, um, one of my favorite astrologers, his name is Colin. He goes by queer cosmos on Instagram and I'll be interviewing him on my, yeah, I'll be interviewing him on my podcast soon. He's been, you know, in Europe. So he's like, we'll, we'll connect after. And he actually writes for uh, cosmopolitan. Like he's, he's divine. He's amazing. And he was just um, sharing how, when we admit our desires and we get kind of just open up and just say, yes, like, this is something that I truly want. That actually brings us closer to that life force energy. He called it. And in feng shui, we call it chi, or you might call it, you know, source, higher power. It's when we are inspired and essentially what you did was you took inspired action and Dr. Wayne Dyer would say this, you are in spirit. And, you know, we only live once and we're in a, we're in a new time right now where it's like, let's get in tune with what inspires us. Let's get in tune with our spirit, our higher self and our calling and go for it because you only live once and you don't want to be sitting there when you're 70, 80 years old, looking back and just thinking what if, so honestly, you were like, I'm not doing a good job at articulating this, but actually you did the perfect job articulating it and just sharing your story. Like you can plug in so many other people can just relate to it in so many different ways. So I really thank you for for sharing that. And you're very, you're very open on your social media and like follow Brittany for like, she will share with you as life goes on. And as her life progresses, you're very, you're an open book about that. But I think, cause you know, deep down that someone else is serving someone else to share your story. Right. Right. It is. And it's, it's freeing too to share things for, for me to share things. I mean, whether I've talked about my own mental health struggles in the past or whether it's about this move or whether it's about, I don't know, whatever, you know, um, it is, it is a freeing feeling. And, you know, speaking of freeing feelings, I I'll share with you that I remember the first time I went out and about in the neighborhood here, the, the new neighborhood in the city. Um, I went out for like a little jog or whatever by myself for the first time. And which is always fun and exciting and interesting because it's a new neighborhood. There's lots of things to explore. But what I didn't realize I was going to feel was like this amazing sense of pride in myself, like proud of myself. Um, I literally said out loud whenever I was on that run, holy shit, you did it. You just moved. You just did it. You just said, oh, let's do it. And you just did it. And now you're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like, it was blowing my mind as I was reflecting on it. And it felt so amazing and scary and wonderful and all the things all at the same time. And like you said, we only, we're, we're only here once. I mean, I think, um, <laughs> and so, and so like, I understand it's easier said than done in some cases. And you, we always have to things to consider and there's life and there's all the things, right? So you have to figure out your way of making your things happen. So everybody's got their own path, but if you prioritize that and you think about old you, like you just said, you know, not wanting to have regrets when you're older, I do that a lot. And I think about what's going to matter to 88 year old Brittany. What's she going to think about? What's she going to have to say about this? Right. Is she going to love it? She's going to hate it. She's not going to care. And I know she's going to love the treadmill dancing. She's going to love the spin bike dancing. She's going to love all the fun. She's going to love the fact that I've moved. She's going to love it all. And that's what really matters is when you look back at your life and you can have that moment of like, good job, girl. You know, you went for it. 
And I think that's really special. And I think that if everybody can kind of shift and have that mindset when you're, especially when you're making bigger decisions, that it can really open up doors and opportunities and in your heart and your mind. I love it. Well, thank you, Brittany. I feel like I feel rejuvenated just after this conversation. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but it's going to be something big. So the inspired action, do it. (laughs) The inspired action will be taken. So thank you so much for being here today. And to everyone else, I look forward to seeing you next week where I will help you design the life you deserve. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.